Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how's it going? Hi, Adam. I'm all right. Way to just bring down the tone here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a sleepy boy. (laughs) It kind of sucks that, you know, I'm in my room doing the podcast when I have my my bed right next to me that's just calling my name <laughs> well I'm the, I'm I'm in the same boat as you are amped up on a margarita fair enough break the fourth wall Adam has had an alcoholic beverage before coming on the program tonight just the one more alcoholic beverages than I've had well, you know, I've never tried it. Not like margaritas. I just haven't uh, tried going on a podcast after drinking an alcoholic beverage. I'm not. I would never go on a podcast like completely drunk, though. That would not be good. Oh, I can't say that I haven't done that because I definitely have. That would not be good. Oh, it's grand time. That is a bucket list thing. I, I don't know. I would do it, but not post it anywhere. Oh, it was posted. It's an episode. It's an episode of the Basement Talk podcast. I won't say which of the four of it it was, and I won't say what date it was, but there's one. That's kind of funny. There's one. I know exactly which one it is. I'm not telling. (laughs) You'll Uh, everyone has to go back and listen to. You have to guess. Listen to the last year plus of the Basement Talk podcast archives to figure out which one I sound more ridiculous in. Let us, let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments below which episode to you of the Basin Talk podcast do you think Bird was drunk? There are uh, there are a whole bevy of answers that I think probably would I would agree with. Yeah, I mean there have been ones where we were that we have done where we have sounded exhausted. Mm-hmm. That I can say. Yep. With the utmost confidence. Yep. But I can't say, yeah, I can't say I've done anything under the influence of any other, uh, any illicit substances or anything like that. I've, do- I've done one of mine drunk and then I did two of someone else's drunk. <laughs> and then I've ever, I've ever done one. I have done one high. Yeah, I have. High on well, life, kids. High on life. Although tell a lie, I did kind of want to do an episode of the of the required radio fantasy show in studio drunk, like do a drinking like that would be spectacular. In the process of getting drunk in four in one forty one. That would have been phenomenal. So guys, welcome back to the basement talk. I mean required radio fantasy show. That that would be even the I'm funniest Adam. part. We would just say something that doesn't even exist yet. Exactly. <laughs> Say something that doesn't even exist yet. You can invite hey. Lauren. Good. Could invite the crew. If you want to hear something quite funny, I don't know if you have this on Android. I know they have it on iPhone. But if you listen to this to the podcast on half speed, it does sound like we're high. <laughs> it's quite funny. I'm sure that makes my long pauses in between words just sound so great. One of our listeners actually sent me a a snap a snap of it, or no, it wasn't a snap. It was a, a screen record. Screen mm-hmm. record. Died. 
died laughing. It is quality content. That's funny. Quality, quality, quality content. Anyway, uh, so what is so your now on half speed? You're gonna you're gonna sound like so, Mister Birdsaw. Anyway, so Mister Birdsaw. <laughs> I mean, like the sloth from uh, oh god, what uh, from Zootopia. Love sloths. They're great animals. Yeah. Underratedly cute, those sloths. Sloth is my spirit animal. I can see that. Sloth or a koala? I can also see that. Thank you. I'm glad. I do. I do when I look at a koala, I do happen to see myself. Yeah. Furry. Cute. Likes to sleep all day. Has the potential to bite your face off. Has the potential to bite your face off. <laughs> That's probably the most true thing you've ever said about me, Adam. <laughs> Cute, but can bite your face off. Yeah. So what is your one quick question for me? Wow, what a segue. Is it is it what's my are you gonna ask me what my spirit animal is? Because I, I don't I haven't really thought too much about it. Adam, what is your spirit animal? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought too much about it. I'm, we're, we're not doing anything until we have an answer. And I am exhausted, but I'm willing to sit here all night until we have an answer. Okay. My spirit animal, probably probably my aunt's dog, who's a, a Shih Tzu Maltese, even though it's a, it's a girl dog. A rat dog? No, she's... Uh, a Shih Tzu Maltese is a rat. Cute, rat. very cute, but she's but not a rat. rat. She's not a rat. How big is she? She's bigger than how? What kind of fucking rats do you see that are? How how big is your aunt's dog? I don't know, about like two feet, standing up on her hind legs, maybe a foot and a half. How many pounds would you estimate? I I don't know, like maybe twenty. Oh, okay, no, I take that back. It's not it's not a rat. I take yeah, that she's, back. She's like a well, she's not a diet, but she's not she's on a <laughs> she's not a diet. I feel like we're talking about me now. Yeah, but you're not a shitsu Maltese. I feel attacked. No, whatever. Well, cause because she's she's very excitable, but she probably doesn't have too much of a reason to be. Like it's like I'm excited just about like about normal stuff. It's which is awesome. Dog. It's a good quality. It's the life have. of a dog. But when I, when, my next life, I'm coming back as a dog. I, I, I would love that. That would be awesome. Or a koala or a sloth. Yeah. Koala is a good shout, though. Eat, sleep all day. Yeah. That sounds perfect. That's a life of luxury. As long as I'm not being eaten by a lion. I don't think there are too many lions in the, in the, Australian, in the Australian desert. You're eating okay, koalas. you're not getting eaten by an ostrich. How about that? Better? Slightly more plausible? I don't know. Clearly, you've the... not done much watching the Discovery Channel. Are ostriches the koala's natural predator? Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Adam, Adam, you are king of the random-ass facts. You're supposed to know this. Why the fuck would I know what the koala's natural predator is? <laughs> you're supposed to know this. <laughs> Why the fuck... What in what context, at least with sports, I could 
I get it. Psst, Adam, you're the king of random facts. You're supposed to know this. You're supposed to make it look good. Just say something stupid. <laughs> oh, I cracked myself up. I I tell you, sometimes I'm just a comedy genius. Oh, speaking of which, would you like to use a bird buck? You could kill it right now, and you could use a bird buck. I think I have three at this point. You do have three. I'm taking one away because you don't know you don't know about facts about the koala. Actually, so I two. do. I just look. I just looked it up. So here's the koala's main predator. Okay. Dingoes Ooh, and large owls. Terrible. Large owls. Also chlamydia, apparently. Huh? Chlamydia. <laughs> Sorry, what? What? <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, didn't done. expect when I saw that. I did not expect that. I'm done. I'm done. Chlamydia was going to be well. Also, um, you know, loss of habitat is a big one. Also, um. Deforestation, yes. Yes, deforestation. Save the koalas. Cars and dogs, bushfires. Terrible, terrible. Yep. Hate and cars. Chlamydia. It can cause... <laughs> I don't know. I, I just... Listen. Hey, Adam, you want to hear something I heard today? Okay. It's the best insult I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Best insult I've ever heard in my life. I laughed about this probably for about 45 minutes. You're so stupid. You couldn't hit water if you fell off the boat. I have definitely heard that one. That's a fun one. Incredible. It's a very fun one. Incredible. I heard that for the first time today. Let me tell you something. That, that right, my mind just went. Couldn't hit water if you fell off a boat. Couldn't hit water if you fell off a boat. It's a good one. Nice, succinct. You love to see, you love to hear it. Very, very, very nice metaphor. Or would it be a simile? It wouldn't really be either of those. Who cares about the English language? I've read it anyway. What the fuck are we talking about? What is your one quick question? Hmm. I was right. I was supposed to go up one of those. <laughs> if you no, were a koala, if you were a koala, what you which uh, what do you think your biggest threat would be? Dingoes, uh, large owls, or chlamydia? <laughs> uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. This guy just said chlamydia. Oh Jesus! Hey, you know uh, what? You said you accused me of not watching National Geographic. That's from straight from the horse's mouth, as on the National Ge Geographic website. Adam, it's more of an indirect bird. thing. You get a bird buck back. Thank you. You're breaking even. You're at three. Would you like to use one for the remainder of the episode? Yes. You would like to use one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those where you're going to find some opportunity to be a dick about something. <laughs> Well, you're right. 
I have an inkling that this is that something's gonna happen. You know, Adam, you're right. So that is probably a wise choice. Bird buck is in effect. Okay, time to get serious. Okay. Adam. Yes. The one quick question of the day. Who is the one running back you are avoiding next year that is a consensus top 15 running back? So I'll read them out for you according to Fantasy Pro's PPR scoring. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, and Josh Jacobs. Which one of those guys are you most likely to avoid and why? This is a tough, tough question. My I questions just are usually very tough. Todd Gurley, because obviously. I, see, I knew you were going to say that, and that would have been my answer, which is why I changed it to top 15. I would have so been too easy. You have to pick someone of name value that's going to be going within top two rounds. It would have been too easy. Too easy. Yeah. Honestly, hmm. my finalists for this are down to three guys. And Aaron Jones is a wild card because you don't know where he's going to sign in free agency. If he signs with the Packers again, I think he's going to be fine. Although, actually, I don't know if he's going to be as fine because it seems like Jamal Williams is just – his usage is growing like by the, by the game. A.J. Dillon as well. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he doesn't go back to Green Bay. But I think that – yeah. So, Aaron Jones is not part of this for me at this point. My finalists, quote-unquote, for this are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, and honestly, I'd say DeAndre Swift. I guess the fourth finalist would be Saquon Barkley, just because you don't know what's going on with the knee, with what his, his situation is going to be like with the knee issue, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy for sixteen sure. games. Mm-hmm. And I think actually, I think mine is probably Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Wow, because it's it's an issue of health. It's an issue of you know that in Kansas City with Andy Reid. He's not going to be the number one guy. You think you would assume that Damian Williams comes back into, into more of a role. People forget that Damian Williams just opted out of the season. Might be missing you know, the Super Bowl run. You never know. Um, but you don't know what the situation will be with Damian Williams coming back. Lev Bell is probably not going to be there, so that's fine. But this is probably going to be a committee for Clyde Edwards-Solaire, he, he hasn't proven his ability to stay in the field. He hasn't proven his ability to really do much of anything at this point. He's just been so flip-floppy and so hot and cold throughout the entire season when he has been on the field that I just don't trust him at this point. There are players in, the, in fantasy pros, you look at the tier four that they have here of running backs, you have Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, James Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson. I would take about a third to a half to half of these players over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Probably leaning more towards a third. 
of these players over Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Very interesting. Very interesting. See, I actually happen to like Clyde. I actually happen to like Clyde a lot, depending on where you can get him. Um, he's ranked on Fantasy Pros at 15. I actually have him higher than that. And I will, uh, I'll be unveiling my top 12 uh, at the end of the program. Um, I'm going to be a bit more bold than you because you tend to be a very safe, conservative guy and not want to ruffle any feathers. I'm the complete opposite of that. Um, Alvin Kamara. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so shocked that you would pick a New Orleans Saint. I know. Shocking. Um, no, but there is more of a rationale with the reason why I am uh, not going to be really looking to take Alvin Kamara. And it is honestly the sample size that I have with Kamara with Taysom Hill. Granted, if Drew Brees for some way come, goes back to New Orleans next year, which is looking unlikely, um, then I would eat crow on this and I would say, you know what? You take Kamara, he'll be great. Um, but the problem is Alvin Kamara, we don't know what he's going to be without Drew Brees. We know who he is with Drew Brees. This is a guy who catches checkdowns for basically a living. He had, 80, he had 83 catches this year. Very solid bounce back year for Alvin Kamara after having four total touchdowns last year through 16 weeks and had two um, – in week 17 against the Titans decides to come back this year of 21 total touchdowns. Great for him. Um, but I just look at the sample size and I'm going to read you right now. The five week sample size, say four and a half, four and a half week sample size of Alvin Kamara without Drew Brees. So week 10 against San Francisco. This is the game that Drew Brees left. Eight carries for 15 yards, seven catches for 83 yards, and three touchdowns finished as the RB1 for the week. First full week with Taysom Hill. 13 carries for 45 yards, no catches on one target, and a touchdown finished as the RB26 against Atlanta. No, excuse me, against Denver. 11 carries for 54 yards, one catch for negative two yards, finished as the RB36. Well, that was the famous Latavius Murray got two touchdowns in that game. Correct. Week 13 against Atlanta, 15 carries for 83 yards, two receptions on three targets, one touchdown finished as the RB9. Week 14 at Philadelphia, 11 carries, 50 yards, Seven receptions on 10 targets and a touchdown finished as the RB9 there as well. So he's all over the map without Drew Brees. So you're telling me that Alvin Kamara right now, he's being drafted as the number two pick in early ADP data. You're going to tell me that a guy without Drew Brees who's finished as the RB26, RB36, RB1, RB9, RB9, without Drew Brees, you're going to tell me that's worth the number two pick? No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't buy it. I reflected in my rankings. 
I am not taking him as number two running back on, on the board. And I like Kamara. I think he is a, a great talent. Don't get me wrong. But as a number two pick, I think he carries way too much risk for me to go and uh, invest in that. Maybe this is my Saints bias talking. I don't know. But I try to take the, the, the blinders off for this one. And I'm advising, don't take Alvin Kamara. Take Dalvin Cook. Take Derrick Henry. Take Saquon Barkley. Take Devontae Adams. Don't take Alvin Kamara. Don't do See, it. See, the interesting thing about the running back situation is that after one, after McCaffrey, they're just question marks upon question marks. If we're talking strictly running backs, there is not one other running back that I could think of off the top of my head that does not carry a question mark. I agree with you, Adam. Because if we're just going through the top, I mean, we'll just go through all these guys. Uh, Cook, durability. Kamara might not have Breeze. Henry lost his offensive coordinator that made him a star. Uh, Saquon Barkley, durability. Zeke, durability slash usage slash getting older. Slash Don't know what Dak. kind of slash needs Dak. Correct. Eckler, durability. Jonathan Taylor. He, he, he could be the next safest guy after McCaffrey, which is kind of crazy. Considering how much we wanted to burn Jonathan Taylor at the stake before this season. I like Jonathan Taylor. I just wasn't taking him where he was going. Yes. Well, now, now that we know. I, I, I said before the season, Jonathan Taylor is Miles Sanders. You're going to have to wait half the season until Jonathan Taylor gets the opportunity to really show who he was. And it took a little bit longer than that for him to do it consistently, but he did it. And now he's going to be drafted as a top 12 running back. Uh, Aaron Jones, offense that he's in and usage. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, Clyde, offense and usage. Miles Sanders, offense and usage, pretty much. Yep. And then if you want to round out the 15, DeAndre Swift, offense and usage. Joe Mixon. Team and usage, really. Team and usage. Joe Mixon. Durability. Durability. Uh, Josh Jacobs, probably offense and usage. Offense and usage. Yeah, I would say so. And then, yeah, and that's that, that rounds out your 15. So. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, you know who I think might be? the safest kind of guy after that. And and this is, this is a stretch because I don't have him in my top 12. I do have him in my top 15. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. He could be the, like the safest guy after that, which is kind of crazy. Cause you know what you're going to get in of Antonio Gibson. He's not going to get you many catches, but he's going to be a guy that punches it in. He's going to have some opportunities where he's going to, you're going to be like, ah, shit, Antonio Gibson's not in. They're going to give it to McKissick or whomever the, the next running back is going to be if it's not Peyton Barber next year. But for the most part, you know what you're going to get out of, out of Gibson. And it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is also, which is which is a good thing. True, true. And I think another guy that's extraordinarily safe that we haven't talked about either, another guy I do have in my top 15, Cam Akers. Yep. My guy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because they're back-to-back. In fantasy pros, they're 16-17. Really? Gibson is 16 and Akers is 17. Oh, wow. So I'm, I'm higher on uh, Akers and Gibson than the consensus. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good to know. I think basically after 20, actually, no, after 22, it gets even bigger, the question marks, where it doesn't, where it's it sucks to have to wait, to wait till late to get 
uh, running back depth to get, yeah, just to get uh, running back depth. And that will, that will make it so interesting when we do the Travis Kelsey in the first round draft to see who's there as our RB1 and how our wide receiver core uh, fills out just to see what people are going to go into. Because after, in fantasy pros, after Kareem Hunt at 22, you have Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon, David Johnson, James Conner, Raheem Mostert, Ronald Jones, Devin Singletary, and Chase Edmonds. Ugh. That's your that's your 30. Ugh. That is 22 to 30 or 23 to 30. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the fantasy pros ranks. I'm looking at my own. And I mean, I don't have it the same way, but I'm looking at the fantasy pros ranks and I'm saying there's this tier in tier four of Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, David Montgomery, and J.K. Dobbins that I love more where they're probably going to go versus the tier of DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Those four guys I like better than those five based on where they're probably going to end up going. You're probably talking about half to a full round difference for guys like Gibson, Akers, Montgomery, Dobbins versus Clyde, Jacobs, Sanders, Mixon, Swift. I like Montgomery a lot, but I think it, it's also worth monitoring what goes on with Tariq Cohen and it, how much, well, especially in PPR. Yeah, and then it also depends on you know what the QB situation is going to look like, if Allen Robinson's there next year. Because if Allen Robinson's not there, that offense could be disgusting, and you may want no part in David Montgomery. And I could drop David Montgomery. I could drop David Montgomery to as low as not even being a top 20 running back. Well, I mean, I hope Alan Robinson goes somewhere very specific. I don't. <laughs> Unless you're talking about Green Bay. Oh my God, that would be that would be disgusting. That would be disgusting in a whole different sense. In a whole different sense. Alan Robinson with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Just give him a fucking Super Bowl, then. I mean, geez. What a king! He's such a king. I would like to thank Alan Robinson for making me look smart in the year of our Lord 2020, where not a lot did go right for humanity. But it did Ready? for Alan Robinson. Ready break. So the the other discussion that we should that we really should have the same thing that we have with the quarterbacks is where the running backs the running back position is going in the future. I it's mean, a loaded this ass is, question. It is a very loaded question. I mean. The real concern for a lot of the for the fantasy football player today, the real concern is committees, and it has been mm-hmm. ever since basically 2010. I think. I mean, I don't know when the onset of committees was. Usually, if you had a running back committee, that means your team sucked. True. But Very now true. every but now everybody has a committee. Mm-hmm. And so you have to. That makes the guy, the standalone guys, that makes them even more valuable. And you have exceptions. You have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who both have standalone value on their own. But a lot of the times when you're in a committee, it just, it does nothing but hurt the quote unquote lead backs value. Yes and no. Because I would say when it comes to short term value, Yes, it hurts them. 
when it comes to long-term value and trying to protect them, making sure that they're there for 16 weeks, it obviously, you know, helps them. Right. 16 weeks given your fantasy season. I understand there's 17 weeks in the football season. I know, I know somebody is going to say, someone's going to say in their comments or they're going to say out loud, oh, he doesn't know there's 17 weeks in the football season. The regular season is 17 weeks, that's 16. Talking about fantasy, there's 16 weeks in your fantasy season. If you play 17, please stop listening to this podcast right now and call your commissioner and tell them to switch your league to 16. Then come back, listen to the podcast. Well, that's the only, I think that's the only context where you can say that Chad Henney could be a league winner. Yes. <laughs> Is yes. if you're playing week 17 championships. Chad Henney and Mason Rudolph. Uh, Chad Henney. I got like fucking Dolphins PTSD watching Chad Henney. <laughs> Matt Moore PTSD? No, don't you bring up Matt Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if Kellen Moore beat the Jets when the Jets were good with Fitzmagic at Cowboy Stadium? And I just would be like, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore. Just cower in fear. I love Kellen Moore. He's let he's let he's part of the fraternity of left-handed people. Hey, if you if you want him as your offensive coordinator, you can have him. Now we already have Mike LaFleur. Mike LaFleur. Exactly. But really, my name is Adam. I'm cultured. Oh, shit. Use their bird box. Damn it. I thought I can't say it. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, who who, thought it was a good idea to give a fucking bird box? Fuck. I don't know. (sighs) I'm sure he's really by the I'm sure he's really kicking himself for that decision. I don't know who it is, but I'm sure that that's what he's doing. Oh, I want to chop my head off right now. But please continue. This no, but is prof- see, this is a professional podcast. That's right. As we talked about koalas dying of chlamydia not <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. It's a big threat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this guy just goes, <laughs> big threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we're going to hell. Oh, we're going to hell. It's okay. And I'm taking you with me. <sighs> I'm accepting it. I'm accepting it. Please, St. Peter. I'm getting to heaven. Seriously, though, talking about the running backs, talking about committees. Yes. It, it's a, it is a legitimate problem that a lot of people are dealing with. Yes, but the thing is, it, it's that everybody is dealing with it, which is well, yes, the, that's the good thing. Yes, we're which all is in this boat together. Is that odds are everyone is is dealing with it now? There are obvious exceptions to this, like, um, and there are very few exceptions. I just want to point that out there. Um, I would say that the only guys that are really truly in in it by themselves, without having the guy behind them truly take a large chunk of their offensive snaps, CMC. Dalvin, Derek Henry, for sure, for sure, for sure. Austin Eckler, kind of, kind of. I mean, he's great in between the 20s, but then you get into the red zone, they wanted to use Kalen Balazs this past season. Uh, so that definitely kind of hurt him. Joe Mixon? 
when he's healthy? Mm, not really, because the, Zach Taylor has a stupid thing that he wants to do to put Giovanni Bernard on the field for third down. It's beyond stupid. James Robinson, I think, is another one. James Robinson, if he's by himself again, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I don't have James Robinson inside my top 20, but that's also expecting that they're going to bring in somebody. If James Rob- you could tell me James Robinson is going to be the guy again by himself. James Robinson will be a top 15 back for me. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, you feel like James Robinson has proven that he has done well. New coaching staff. It's true. Who knows what Urban, Urban Meyer wants? Exactly. The only person who knows what Urban Meyer wants is Urban Meyer himself. That's, that's correct. But, I mean, that also underscores the importance of handcuffs as well. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And we talked about this before the season, Adam, where I had said that, and I believe that you were much in the same boat, where I, I was not a big handcuff guy. I did not really believe in the handcuffing method before this season, but it is so important. It is so, so, so important to do it. Well, this past season, more than any, I think it was the most important to get handcuffs oh, yeah. because you had no idea what was going to happen on a given week. For sure. And I think that was the same thing in regards to making sure you were deep at every position. Like I'm pretty sure we had talked about in August how the strategy that I had going into drafts was if I'm not taking uh, a Mahomes or a Lamar, even if I was taking one of those two quarterbacks, I was probably drafting another quarterback to go with them. Same thing, a tight end. You know, if I was, even if I was taking Kelsey, I was still taking another tight end, God forbid, and just keeping it very even, you know, and protecting yourself at all costs. Same thing with the running backs, even in a normal year now. You know, if you take Dalvin Cook, you better take Alexander Madison. If you take Christian McCaffrey, you better take Mike, Ev- my, uh, Mike Davis, Mike Evans. You better well, you take, Mike, take Davis. Mike Evans anywhere. You could take Mike Evans too if you really want to. Yeah, he's not a handcuff. Exactly. Uh, if you're going to take, Zeke, you better take Tony Pollard. I think that's a great that's a great example. Well, especially now. I mean, yes. Is that like like half a committee now? Um that's tough because they've paid obviously they've paid Zeke a lot of money to be the guy. But would I be surprised in the 2021 season if we see Pollard taking 35% of the snaps or 40% of the snaps. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, Tony Pollard did really well with the offensive line, the terrible offensive line, the banged up offensive line yeah. that the Cowboys had. Yeah, I, but I think the underlying difference between, you know, and this is not going into a specific Zeke Pollard discussion, but Pollard just looked more motivated than Zeke did. Zeke, after after Dak went down, Zeke just didn't look motivated at all. And it took Tony Pollard to have a career day for people to say, oh, shit, Tony Pollard can actually play, for Zeke to come out of the shadows and say, oh, hey, guys, I'm here. I'm here. Remember remember me? I'm the number one running back for this team. Remember? Highest paid running back in the league? That's me. That's me. Give me the ball. You know? Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pollard gets more more work by himself. I mean, right now, another guy that you can consider to be a, quote, workhorse back, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. Gus well, Edwards set to become a free agent, and Mark Ingram recently released. So he's really the guy there by himself. It's him and Justice Hill. 
Yeah, but you also have to factor with J.K. Dobbins. You have to factor in Lamar Jackson. Yes, also. of course, of course. But I think J.K. Dobbins will do enough. Where you know, I don't know if J.K. Dobbins is ever going to be a thousand yard back, but is he going to be? Can he be a guy get you high eight, low nine, and seven eight touchdowns? Absolutely. And then and then considering the receptions that he that'll get as well. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins will be will be he'll be just fine. Yep, but. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the main issue. That's the future of the running back position is that you need options upon options upon options. Because not only do you have situations where running backs aren't getting as much as much usage as they have in years past, like five or six or seven years past, but also running backs are just picking up injuries at a at a ridiculous rate. Yep, that's correct. At least half of the top 10 in fantasy pros miss time with injury. Yes. CMC, Cook, Barkley, Zeke, Eckler, Kamara. Chubb, Chubb, Clyde, Sanders. Did Kamara miss time? I don't think he did. Did he miss week 17? Or does that not count? No, week 17 is when he had the sixth touchdown game. Of this year? No, yeah. that was week 16 against the Vikings? No, that was week 17. No, I was at work for that game. That was week 16. Oh, that was, that was the Christmas game. My fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yep. No, Alvin, so Alvin Kamara, because he talked about it after the Bears game. He was like, I had a bye week. It was great. I had a bye week leading into the That's Bears right. game. That's right. That's right. Because they, they had clinched against Minnesota. Yes. My fault. My fault. Yep. You were 100% right. So just about half, more or less. And then yep, if, just about half. And if you go even further, DeAndre Swift missed time. Joe Mixon missed time. Miles Sanders missed time. Josh Jacobs, I don't think he missed time. He might have. Might have missed. Like I thought he missed two weeks. Okay, so Josh Jacobs he, missed I, time. Yeah, I thought he missed one or two weeks. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire also missed time. Yeah. Uh, it, so this is a situation where you where depth is the most important thing. Where sure. you It kind of pays even more so. I think fantasy football, a lot of the time, if you don't have like the best of the best, it pays to have a team that's better than the sum of its parts where you you're prepared for for any kind of situation that might befell a fantasy football team yeah where, i agree with you adam yeah i mean you can draft you could draft for the stars you reach for the stars if you really want to but if something happened but it's not a guarantee that they're going to play all 16 games no of the fantasy season there are no guarantees in fantasy football. No. There are no guarantees in life besides death and taxes. I mean, imagine the people that drafted Tom Brady heading into 2008. They were so excited to have this quarterback who just came off of a historic season. And then Bernard Pollard ended that dream. Yep. You yeah. sick bastard. You have a smile on your face. Disgusting. No, they went 11-5. and five. Disgusting. Still missed the playoffs, though. Disgusting. Disgraceful. Jets fans scum. I would not be talking. What what are you referring to? Please. Please let's have this discussion. Well, it's not just you. No, it's not you. It's not you specifically. It's just it's just the people that you associate with the Cowboys fans. Or we don't root for injuries. No. We have no, never was, rooted for an injury. I was gonna say I don't I don't root for Tom Brady to get injured. You did smile when you say Tom Brady missing the 2008 season. You did He's fine now. 
It was sad oh, when we it happened. Know he's fine now. He's the greatest of all time. He's going to an NFC Championship game. So you can, yeah. No, well, I was gonna say something, but then I remi- I was reminded that by myself that it was actually Eagles fans that did that. Yes, a lot yes. of the time it is Eagles fans that did that. That is what I was about to say. The Eagles fans were the one that booed Michael Irvin. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. And also, Buddy Ryan, who probably wanted a bunch of your players killed, that one time. True, true. Fuck Buddy Ryan. I wonder how he. I wonder how Buddy Ryan felt when Rob when Rob Ryan was the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. He must have disowned his son for the better part of two years. Probably. Year and a half. Yep. Uh, Buddy Ryan won a Super Bowl with the Jets. Fuck him. Anyway, what is your top twelve? Who is in your top twelve? You kind of gave us hints, but I want to know I the did. full list. The full list is gonna be a little surprising. A little surprising, but here we go. Number 12, I have Miles Sanders. 11, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Okay. 10, I have Nick Chubb. 9, Aaron Jones. 8, Austin Eckler. 7, Ezekiel Elliott. 6, Saquon Barkley. 5, Jonathan Taylor. 4, Alvin Kamara. Three, Derek Henry, two, Dalvin Cook, and number one, Christian McCaffrey. Questions from the forum, please. Um, well, I guess you're not high on DeAndre Swift or Joe Mixon. Nope. Nope. Uh, or Josh Joe Jacobs, Mix- honestly. Nope. I do have Josh Jacobs inside my top 15. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon, I do not. Um, Swift closer to being in my top 15 than Mixon. Uh, what about Antonio Gibson and Cam Akers? Both they... inside my top 15. Okay. Uh, I have Akers at 13, Gibson at 14. Okay. Oh, boy. It's, it's not too controversial. I think the most controversial thing about it is that Jonathan Taylor is at five. I think that's the thing that's going to get... Him. That's going to get a lot of people being like, oh, my God. I love him. I love him. I think the the situation that he's in, the offensive line that he has, uh, the defense that is uh, on the other side of the ball as well, it's going to present a lot of positive game scripts for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it really just depends on who their quarterback is going to be. Uh, if it's Jacoby Brissett, I would probably have to move Jonathan Taylor down a little bit. But if it's Carson Wentz, uh, Jonathan Taylor at number five is a, I think, is a very fair, fair, uh, fair spot for him. Yeah, or Sam could be Sam. Could be Sam. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind that. I, I would be happy, honestly. I would too. I would too. I like that spot a lot because I think, I think Sam could be revived. Could be full. I circle. really do. That'd be literally full circle. It would be. <laughs> you aren't kidding. It would be literally full circle. That would be fucking hilarious. I just want it for the memes. <laughs> oh, this guy. This guy, Adam Caster, he's here for the memes, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, here wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Bird book? I, I, did I say anything bad? I was no. not mocking you. Yeah, it sounded a little... It, it's fine. Okay. I was not mocking you. Okay. I just said you're here for the memes. I am here for the memes. It's not a problem. No. That's never a problem. Being here for the memes is a good thing. 
Yeah. I could I could say that you are a radio professional and go on that spiel, but I'm not going to because I am barred from saying that for this episode because of the bird block punishment. Well, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Each to say it though. I know. I know. Kidding. Kidding. I think one thing I definitely agree with is putting Saquon Barkley where you put him. Uh, as I guess as low as you put him. I mean, the consensus yeah, has him at two, which is kind of nuts. That's nuts to me. That's nuts to me. I know on Fantasy Pros, it has the high and the low. What's the low that someone the worst, has him at? The worst is four. Yes. Four? Wow, mm-hmm. I'm lower than all of them then. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Honestly, one of the biggest fluctuations is Jonathan Taylor. So the best that somebody has him at is six. Have and as well. The worst, get ready for this. 19. <sighs> Jesus. That's almost as bad as Aaron Rodgers being what 165th last yeah. year? In pre-draft? Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's horrific. That's horrific. Oh my lord. Um Jesus Christ. That's bad. I don't know how you can recover from that. Simple, you don't. Yeah. Oh, where have we gone as an, as an industry, Adam? I don't where, know. Where have we gone? Well, that's why it's a consensus. Can you imagine yes. if you're looking? I would love to see that guy, that person. I would love to see their rankings and see where, who they have ahead of Jonathan Taylor to put him at 19. It's a great question. Who's the guy? I don't, I don't know. It just says the worst. It just says worst, so. Okay, so then I'll have to look this up. Um, if you want, Adam, I mean, you can close. You can close this out unless you have any last words that you want to uh, that you want well, to say. Sure. Um, I think also another thing you have to worry about. We we talk a lot about name value guys, and they're important too. But I think one thing that we're going to talk about more as the off season goes on is as more. Uh, running backs kind of fall into place is we're going to talk about the depth pieces where the players that are on the, on the outskirts looking in uh, or on the outside looking in of like the, the name value guys that you're drafting in the first, second, third round. And those guys are just as important to your fantasy team as the name value guys. I think that's that point has been hammered home pretty hard throughout the course of this episode. You could say that again. So please do not forget about them. Correct. Do not forget about your Zach Mosses, your Tariq Cohens, your LaMichael Pirines, your AJ Dillons, and your Tony Pollards. Please, God, do not. Do not. Or you will pay dearly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Fantasy Show. You can also find the Vanilla Basement Talk Podcast, the regular Basement Talk Podcast, that Bert and I just did an episode of. Uh, you can find that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and now Google Podcasts as well. And uh, next week, we'll be talking about receivers, correct? That's correct. 
All right, receivers and I guess also tight ends as well for doing the two. Yeah, shows we can put them in one, in one episode. Sure. Pass catchers. A pass catcher episode. Adam, good thinking. Yep. For my co-host Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Caster, and we will talk to you next time on the Basin Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Let's go Bills. Bye bye.